and welcome back to the Final Whistle podcast. This week we'll be discussing who we feel will win the Premier League Golden Boot. Joining me today is, of course, Bobby Addison and Daniel Fears. Um, we're joined by Newcastle fan and YouTuber Adam Pearson. Uh, so thanks for coming on, guys. Um, let's just get straight into it and we'll start off with you, Bobby. Which three players are you putting forward uh, to win this year's Premier League Golden Boot? Uh, so I have gone with Song Hyung Min to uh, to get first place, and then Jamie Vardy second, and then I'm tied between in third place Harry Kane and Dominic Avalon. I think they both sort of depend on like how well they continue to do because both of their teams have started out quite well, and you know if they keep their form up, then I presume that they could probably get in that top spot. We've also got you know Danny Ings, Aubameyang if he starts to decide to turn up, and maybe Werner if Chelsea start playing well as well. Dan, what about you? Who, are you, which three people are you putting forward? Um, I went with Danny Ings as first place, and then Danny um, Son, and then Mane. Brilliant. Now, uh, what about you, Adam? Who, which people are you putting forward? I personally think Jamie Vardy will win the Premier League Golden Boot for the second season in a row. I think Dominic Carvalho will come in second. I think Mohamed Salah will be in third. Brilliant. Now, um. Uh, Bobby, you said there you're putting Son to win it. What stands out um, about him for you? Uh, well, I think it's quite his partnership with Harry Kane is obviously very noticeable. They obviously understand each other very well. You've got Jose Mourinho in as their manager now. He's been there for a little while. He's getting them settled in. And I think, you know, he's not, he's a two footed player. He's very quick. He's very agile. He's obviously like uh, very suited to the league. And I think if he just keeps his form up, keeps his confidence, keeps the connection with Harry Kane, and I reckon he definitely could be up there. You know? mm. Definitely. Uh, and Dan, you said Danny Ings to win. He's obviously had an interesting career. Do you think that Southampton's the, the right level club for him? Or do you think we could see him step back up again to one of the bigger teams? I think he probably is a sort of Europa League sort of team. I couldn't see let's say Liverpool or City or somewhere like that if he went there. Uh, possibly a team around Everton's level, I'd say he would fit in quite nicely there. Even Newcastle, I'd say Newcastle would be happy to have him. Uh, and Adam, you're a Newcastle fan. Would you be happy to take Danny Ings up top? Uh, yes, I would be. <laughs> <laughs> now, you've had some interesting uh, strikers up top for Newcastle in recent years. How happy are you with your current attacking options? At the minute, I'm quite happy. Uh, Callum Wilson just came in. He scored four goals in his first five games. In terms of getting forwards, even though Newcastle don't tackle an awful lot, I think Sid Maxman's an our player. I can come in, you know, once he has the ball, you always know he's going to do something with it. So, at the minute, I'm quite happy with your attacking options. But if Callum Wilson gets injured at some point in the season, and he has got a history of uh, record, I think it will uh, affect the team quite a bit. But for now, I'm happy. Mm. Bobby, what did uh, you make of the signing of Callum Wilson? in the summer for Newcastle? I actually think it was very good because I, they also got um, Ryan Fraser as well from Bournemouth, didn't they? So I think that was definitely two good pickouts, especially how you know disappointing Joe Linton was last season, you know, spending that amount of money and he's not really performed. So I think, you know, he's English, he's proven to be a good striker. And if he just keeps his form up, you know, gets uh, Sam Maxman playing well, gets some assists, then I think, yeah, it definitely could be a good signing for Newcastle. Uh, one of the names that was brought up with the uh, top scorers list, and there's definitely one that was on my list, uh, was Dominic Calvert-Lewin. Dan, how impressed have you been with his start to the season? I've been very impressed with his um, start to the season. 
Um, I think James Rodriguez was the perfect purchase for them to provide him assists because I think that's what he was missing last season because they weren't really getting balls into the box. And he's perfect for that. Well, some of his stats here, he's got seven goals uh, in six games and his goals per 90 minutes is 1.2. So that's it's pretty impressive, a goal per game. Um, Adam, can you see Calvert-Lewin keeping his form up for the entire season? This depends on the form at Everton itself, because in a previous season, you know, Everton dropped shooter points at times. It seemed to be again, you know, and lost to Southampton, but they didn't keep it a good run. You know, they got a world-class midfield, in my opinion. They had a fun for, you know, when the Charleston's back, he was a massive miss for them. But yeah, if he can continue playing well, Everton, I think he will keep up his goals, scoring that goes. Now, in the, uh, the top few goal scorers at the moment, one name which isn't obviously being thrown out for a golden boot winner is Patrick Bamford at Leeds. Um, he's got six goals in six games. How many do you think, Bobby, uh, how many goals do you think Bamford could score this season? Will he reach 20 or is that a bit uh, too much? Oh, I don't know. Because, I mean, obviously you can't just take away goals. He got the hat-trick last weekend. And I think it just sort of does depend on how Leeds play because either they would, they're obviously quite an attacking team and, you know, if they are deciding to play him over Rodrigo, who they've signed, I reckon he could definitely be up there and sort of the 15, 16, 17 mark. Not sure with Leeds first season he'll reach 20. I mean, I could definitely be wrong. He could be a great, you know, have a great start to the in his life in the Premier League again. But, yeah, no, I'm not totally convinced that he'll hit 20, but, you know, possibly 15, 16. And Dan, as Bobby just mentioned there with Rodrigo, um, not being played as much... What were your initial thoughts when they brought him in? Well, he was their most expensive um, signer ever, wasn't it? And I thought he was um, something different for that Leeds team. Um, but I thought they should have been focusing on their defence a bit more than that position. Uh, so, so other people that have scored quite a few already this season uh, that we haven't mentioned... Uh, Harry Kane's got five and five. It's not um, necessarily his best start to season, but you know, goal a game, it's good. But if we look at assists, Kane's top of the pile, seven assists uh, mm. in there, uh, followed by John McGinn with four. So that's quite good. Uh, that's quite a good yeah, rec- uh, bit of stat for him. But then you wouldn't, if you were Tottenham, you'd want him to be scoring goals more than you'd be getting assists um adam what how, what type of season do you think kane will have do you think he'll be challenging for the golden boot or is he just gonna kind of wave along i get injured every single season for like he's out for a few months as well every single time so he can keep himself from getting injured i think he will definitely appear and get himself in there but at the minute though he just seems to be getting all the assists for son but yeah he is putting some great uh, link up play at the minute for son so Mourinho's in a great job of getting those two to connect together but he can stay fit i think same challenge for Mm. Now, for Everton this season, we already mentioned Calvert-Lewin doing well and Dan uh, brought up James Rodriguez, who's been vital for their start to this season. How important do you think he will be and how much of an impact will it bring if he does become injured, Dan? I think it will be vital to them. If he comes injured, I could see them really dropping points for the week he's at. But then again, it depends on what time of the year. If he gets injured around the Christmas period, 
I think that will really mess them up for the season. And this all depends, again, on who they have during that period. Mm. Now, Bobby, we've seen the start of this season, some very interesting results, uh, especially Aston Villa-Liverpool. Now, there's there's a lot of debate going on about who can win the title this year. They've well, I think all the teams have lost uh, at least one game now, so it's pretty open for anyone to kind of mm-hmm. challenge. Apart from Arsenal, um, who who do you see up there as the key contenders this season? From what you've seen already. Well, I mean, honestly, this year I've probably watched the most out of the Premier League, obviously, because it's been so exciting. But I think it's probably the most difficult one to predict. But you can notice it in fan. I don't know if you do fancy football, but like all the safe choices last year, nobody's really picking up points. And either one week people are doing really well, the next week they're getting beaten by teams that they should easily beat. Now, I I think you're going to have to put Liverpool in there because I can't see them not being anywhere near there. And as much as it pains me to say it, if Con, Kane and Son stay like injury-free, I reckon Tottenham could be up there. But if one of them does get injured, I think that will throw them off. And then I'll also have to say, oh, I don't know, maybe Everton and Leicester. It's quite bold, but I don't know. It could happen. Uh, Adam, who would you put forward you know, to kind of see challenging? Um, I would still fancy City to come back. I know the attack hasn't been awfully good at the minute, but uh, I think Man City, you know, they've got such good talent. Obviously, won the Premier League multiple times now, so I can see them eventually, you know, picking up some form and getting themselves back in there. But yeah, at the minute, I just have to say Liverpool, Tottenham, Everton. Really, I can't really say anyone else challenging at the minute. It just seems to be so random in the league at the minute. Mm. Now, uh, Dan, Man City—they've had some interesting results this season. Um, the West Ham game it was a brilliant game to watch. Um, a fantastic goal by Antonio. If Pep Guardiola doesn't win either the Premier League or the Champions League this year, do you think he will still be the City manager next season, or will you know sacked or walking away from the club? I think that it will then go down on if he wins the FA Cup. If he gets him a trophy, I think his job will be safe. If he doesn't, I can't see it being safe. I think he'll get the sack because they've given him so much money to spend. I think they spent something like 120 to 150 million this summer on centre backs, and they seem to be conceding goals for fun at the minute. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and as as Dan said, they're getting a trophy and would kind of get get justification for Pep. Bobby, do you think? that um, the, the FA Cup would be enough or does he need more of a major trophy? Uh, I don't think... I personally don't think that that would be enough. I think after the amount of money that he's spent, not just the season over last season, and the calibre of like the manager, I just don't think that... I think he has to either win the Premier League, the Champions League, or go on like a good run in the league to definitely keep his job. I think I don't think the club will want a League Cup or an FA Cup. So I'm not, I mean... League Cup, I wouldn't say it would. FA Cup, possibly. But I really do think that they'll be pushing for the uh, the Premier League or the Champions League. And I'll be honest, I can't see them winning it. So I don't know how long he'll have left in his job, if I'm totally honest. Uh, now, if we uh, finally get a little a little section on the end, of course, we've said about the Golden Boot, uh, another award that last season went uh, a, bit, a bit mad near the end was the Player of the Season Award. Obviously, Henderson won 
the journalists player of the year award and everyone thought that that was the the player of the PFA player of the year um which went to De Bruyne in the end Adam who do you see the player of the season award going to if we're judging it so far mm, so far I'll probably have to say oh uh Maybe Son. Um, I think he's had a great start so um, in the season. In terms, you know, linking up with Kane, I think he's done a brilliant job. And yeah, he's got Tottenham some very important points. Although they dropped a few points now and again, but they are looking quite promising. So, in terms of throughout the season, I think uh, Son can keep it up. I reckon he'll be one to definitely challenge for. Mm. Dan, what, who who would you put forward for the team of uh, the player of the season so far? I'd have to put forward James Rodriguez. Just his link up play and. He seems to get Everton challenging again. Mm. Bobby? Uh, I think I'm going to have to agree with Dan. I'm going to go Hamas Rodriguez. If he keeps his form, if he stays uninjured, I, yeah, I definitely think he should be with, up for a shout of it. Well, those, those are actually the names I put down. For me, I put um, Son and uh, Rodriguez because they've been so influential this season. Yeah, um, I think it's been quite, quite interesting what Ancelotti's been able to do Obviously, in previous seasons, Everton have failed to even challenge Liverpool in the derbies. But that derby actually kind of had a bit, bit, it was a bit more exciting to watch because they actually had chance and um, interesting tackle, which uh, the FA have decided is perfectly fine because he was offside. Um, uh, lastly, we'll just do a quick question of the European Super League that's been um, put up as a proposal. Um, more seems to be of like a reboot for the Champions League in a kind of way, um, scrapping that. Bobby, would you like to see the Champions League scrapped for this Super um, League? I'm not sure. I I don't think so. No, I think it is as a competition. You know, you get even though you do get the sort of the same teams winning it. You do see like a lot of teams coming up and doing well. You know, you've got Leon last season having a decent run. And I think, I don't know, maybe it's just people don't like change, but I just can't see it changing. And if it does, I don't think it will be done in the right way, especially with just because I think a lot of it is just trying to keep the, the big clubs in power. And I don't think they want the smaller teams to like come up and, you know, be challenges for them. So I'm not sure with some of the corruption in, you know, the industries that it might be the right idea, but, you know, we'll see what happens. Mm. And Adam, being a Newcastle fan, there was obviously the hope of the takeover in the summer. Um, and then if that did go through, there was obviously the big thing about, oh, we could challenge for Europe. Would you rather see your club compete in the, the Champions League with all the history, or would you want to, them, you know, to compete in this Super League, which is being proposed? Um, you know, because obviously these games are going to be played like throughout Europe. So, like, of course, fans when COVID's obviously a lot better. Fans will be both games, and for me, um, that's the most important part of fans. So, for me, um, yes, I'll look at Newcastle competing in Europe, but I don't agree with the Super League at all. Mm. Dan, what's your opinion on the Super League? Um, uh, I just think that it shouldn't really be replacing the Champions League. If they were to do it, I'd want them to do it alongside the Champions League. I want to do it as another tournament, not replace it maybe we, if we scra uh, scrapped the Carabao Man City Cup then we could have a bit more time for it um, well that was uh, a great episode uh, thank you Adam for joining us and thanks everybody for listening don't forget to like share and subscribe uh, and as I said thank you for listening that was the final whistle <laughs>